Actually, uh, nine thirty here, so it's good evening. Oh, good evening. Good evening to you. <laughs> evening to you, my my good squire. And good evening to me. That's ha- a two Ronnie stroke. How you been, uh, mate? Yeah, been well, mate. Just um, I just sent you a photo of uh, the box game I'm playing at the moment with my little cat Noli. So uh, I because at my little apartment I've got we've only got two doors. Mm. One's to the Hold toilet. Door. Yeah, two, two doors, two dogs. Um, and one's to our little storage room, we call the Fritzel room. Yeah. And uh, so in order to keep her out of the bedroom, we've got to set up an elaborate box of a uh, system of boxes to trap her out. And she meows as well, like she's meowing at the moment. I'm just like, it's all right, I'll be out there in a sec. But uh, yeah, she started off and she was very sick when we first got her and she was like hell chill. And now she, uh, unfortunately, she's uh, regained her health. Unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, and, uh, just, my cat is now healthy. Yeah, but she's just she goes mental, mate. She just runs yeah, up and down the house, like jumps on your head while you're sleeping and stuff like that. Cats, on, on Saturday cats night, take crack at like my head on the pillow and mate. her on the pillow. Mate, <laughs> cats take crack from midnight onwards, and then from about two, three a.m., they go crazy. Oh, mate, it is unbelievable. Yeah. And, like, every time we come in, like, she's, like, literally asleep. And then she's like, oh, well, time to go psycho because I've been sleeping for ages. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very yeah. good. Oh, mate, good to hear. I, I had a good listen to Purple Rain. I've got a lot to talk about with Purple Rain, actually. Um, yeah, man. But um, more just, like, funny things that I thought of while I was listening to your episode today. Um, but... Uh, Monkey's obviously away. I think he's only away one one week, but um, uh, we'll get you in, mate, as a, as a trusty fill-in. It's been a few fill-ins. You had Rendog on Purple Rain? Yeah, mate. Had um, So Oz went down south, so I cobbled together with, I think it was two tin, uh, tin cans and a string, a uh, couple <laughs> yeah. of microphones. Mate, it was honestly... Mate, it was like town like, prior. You were just ringing the bell like, hear ye, Purple Rain. And I, I keep saying cabla... I can't say the word behind the cabla... Lara, I can't say what the word is. Anyway, but going behind the, the, the behind the scenes with our podcast on Purple Rain, we go over to Oz's house and oh, I've we been literally there, mate. Don't, mate, don't you worry yeah, about you've that. Been there, mate. But like, I'm just saying for your listeners as well, they're probably our diehard Purple Rain listeners. But um, we go over to Oz's house. Oz has the whole setup. So while Oz was away, it was me, Rendog, and two mics, USB mics that kept on falling out. Like the microphone kept on falling out. Every time it fell out, we'd have to fix it. And the first time I fixed it, it took me like 20 minutes. The second time it took me 10 minutes. Then it took me five minutes. Then we took me two minutes and then one minute. Like I progressively got better at it. <laughs> I was like, awesome. I know how to fix a broken The economies of scale of fixing a microphone. Yeah. Doug, now you know yeah. how it is to be an amateur podcaster in a professional podcast as well. Yeah, mate. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I also find it funny. Um, I wonder what the uh, <laughs> what the Venn diagram is between Purple Rain and Dork Talk. Like, I bet, do you reckon there's like one person that's like, <laughs> what the hell is this Purple Rain thing they keep talking about? Is because in, in a lot of sense, Dork Talk is a little bit of a review show of Purple Rain as well. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, um, just what Duck was saying on the Purple Rain. And do you reckon there's like, because I'm always like, man. Like, I've started to think about it more. And I like, I think Dork Talk's my number one podcast that I look out for every week. <laughs> one, because it's so spasmodic. And two, it's like, I just want to hear what you your thoughts on the game. Because, like, reading the text chains and stuff like that, you're like, oh, yeah, I understand. But I'm like, I want to hear what Juddy you has are. to say. Because you've got so much emotion in you your voice as well. You want to hear me. Yeah, the interesting thing is, because we record late in the week, Monkey often says, like, we've, we've settled down and we're really philosophical. You guys are generally like real fired up. It's quite funny to, to see the uh, difference. Um, well, mate, should we jump into it? So this week I was um, I went down to Byron on Saturday, Byron Bay on Saturday, and with with Beck, and then on Sunday went to a place called Mount Tambourine, sort of like halfway between Gold Coast and Brisbane, and it's got like wineries and it's a pretty cool little area. It's actually on a bit of a mountain, obviously, um, and so I had to watch on my laptop. Uh, after going to a couple of wineries and a distillery, but I wasn't too oh. drunk, um, and uh, was watching on Ko Sports. Shout out to you! Um, yeah, Ko's good. Huh? Watched a little bit with Beck, and she was just like, "Oh God, I don't think I want to watch too much with you." <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I was honestly, uh, I guess you guys sort of summed it up. It's like it was defensive. It was we. Um, didn't let them score a lot. We didn't lose by a lot. If you had us said coming into it, you'll lose by 19 points, we probably would have been like, oh, we must have done all right. Um, so the more you think about it, the more it's like, okay, we didn't do that badly, but it was also so annoying to keep not scoring goals when we had good looks. Yeah. And like you were saying, Fife and Hogan, mate, strap on some big boy pants and have a crack at those ones because that really killed me. I think we were shouting at it in the, in the thread. It was typed shouting. How about you guys pull on your bloody pants and have a shot, you girls? I reckon the girls would have had a shot there. Fife oh, and, mate, Fife it, and it Hogan was, were just It was unbelievable. No Fife's pass. And, like, Fife, to me, like, he just does not lead. He doesn't lead in any sense. He looks for Monday all the time. Like, in that last quarter when he could have taken the game on, he, like, hair passed it into Monday's back who was trying to shepherd him. And then he like he tries to pass it to Monday, and it's like, from there as well, they launched. And it's just like, man, like how dumb our players are sometimes really really gets at me. But I think like the more I think about it and the longer I've gone on, I'm like, well, we made like four crucial errors that led to goals. And that's that's Docker's bread and butter. Mm. Like, we've, like we like we give every team a four-goal handicap because of like stupid Docker's errors. Yeah. But, you know, like, I, I don't know, man, like... I, because there was only 12 goals or 13 goals kicked the match, it just amplifies those errors. It does. It but, does. like, I feel like we do those every week, and you're like, oh, you know, cheers, throwing grass, like classic Dockers getting done for throwing grass. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it's, like... it's what, I, I thought it was a bit more like, it was like, hey, Brad Hill, how about you control your emotions for two minutes and stop sucking about a misbreak kick? Because I think... We were pretty upset, but we were over it. We're like, he still has to kick the goal at least. Yeah. He misses, but Brad Hill gives away a 50. Like, it was could not have been more salt in the wound that he missed it. Yeah. 
I would have preferred he kicked the goal and then they just like call advantage and it didn't matter. But God, he missed it. So we were still in the game when that happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, ball doesn't lie. I was like, ball doesn't lie. Yeah. Like I yelled that out of the pub where there was just me but, and uh, but my exactly, mate it was ball and doesn't lie. Like, it was footy gods. Footy gods yeah, were like, was. no, that wasn't a goal. Like, yep. Like, that Brad Hill. No, that was a free kick. That meh, 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 and he gives away 50. I thought he'd said something initially, and then they showed the replay, and he'd thrown grass. And I was like, oh my god, mate, can put it in your pants, like, put it back yeah, away. Yeah, pretend to throw. Just shut like, up. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even on the mark. Yeah, oh. I, I don't even know if he was. I don't know what was going on. Just like, yeah, very oh my annoying. god, of, like when they never played a single free kick for that whole game, pretty much for us to get done for throwing grass, like that mm. is insanity. When you actually think about it, it's like there were so many over the shoulders, in the backs, you know, particularly the when the umpire missed the probably the most clear holding the ball of the weekend, if not the first eight rounds. Like it was like Eddie Betts takes him on, gets tackled, swings his leg, the ball hits the ground, and then he suckers yeah. it away after. And the umpire's like, nah, play on. Play on? But like, like oh I always say, Lord. what I would do is like, say I miss that free kick or like I just choke in that moment. I just blow the whistle and I put my head to my... You know how they got the earpiece? I just touch the earpiece and be like, oh yeah, holding the ball and just pretend that someone else caught holding the ball. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the umpire... Because there's three umpires. Yeah. So there's three umpires there. So any of them could call holding the ball. Yeah. So one of just one of you guys. Well, just I reckon like, the oh, AFL yeah, cool. is saved by that being a Brad Hill fifty minute penalty. So the, the AFL can be like, well, he missed it, but then you screwed it up anyway. So you had your yeah. let off, and then you're idiots. Yeah, um, the footy guards yeah. were like, no, it's okay. And then and the then footy guards slipped it on us again. again. I reckon Gary Ablett was praying behind the scenes that we'd lost because he's scared of the Dockers train, and that's probably what happened. The footy gods, Gary Ablett Senior. Was not Gary blessing Ellis us. Yeah, he was not in a hotel room with a dead prostitute. Yeah, allegedly. That's classic. Allegedly, allegedly so. Yeah. Um, that's but, it. But uh, the defense was good. Alex Pierce, Luke Ryan, Nathan Wilson, Nyehouse, um, all really good. Oh, Nyehouse, mate, what's going on there? How is he good? Had you forgotten mate, about him? Nyehouse was like the original forgotten man. Eh? He was uh, like awesome. Awesome, awesome. He was so good. And like, he was. You know, he's... just come in and like, old Doodle Dooman, mate. He's. He's battling I mean, now. Well, he's I, he's I, not I, a shutdown player. And Nighthouse was rebounding okay. Yeah, and do, did Dooman go over as the emergency? I don't know. Because I didn't see him out there and he didn't play for Peel, I'm pretty sure. I have to double check that. I was looking at the Peel stats, but I'm pretty sure he didn't play for Peel, Dooman. So he may have gone over. So, I don't know, because he only got a week, didn't he? So, yeah, one week. you know, he's a bit of a silly boy for, uh, he's an idiot. for doing that. But, yeah. like, I, I kind of, you know you know what really gives me the ears is, like, old mate Sonny Walters, like, one playing for the free kicks, oh. but if he's injured, man, he is, like, I, I admire him for playing AFL because, I, you know, I think in my, you know, even if I was the fittest guy ever, I, I'm too much of a coward. What do you mean, Duck? You are the AFL. fittest guy ever. Oh, yeah, the fittest man in the room, mate. Big time. It's just me at the moment. Oh, that cat's hanging around there. It's pretty fit. Yeah. I don't see you uh, running around in the middle of the night, mate. Yeah, like scouting, like, scat cat. <laughs> but what were you but, saying? Um, you know, like, 
for him to play injured was great, and I do admire his courage. But Jesus, he was useless. Well, like, the, he the was annoying thing about useless. Yeah, the annoying thing about Walters is that he's actually rating so highly in like the rankings, points, and all that crap because he had those really good games. But yeah. like, but he's always been able to do those things. But he just needs to play the ball. Like he needs to play like Eddie Betts does, and just never give up. And if he bounced up and went again a lot of the time, like, he would be unstoppable. And that's the frustrating thing. He plays for these free kicks, often doesn't get them, often then sooks rather than going again. And it's like it's, he becomes a one-effort player because he's just yeah. sooking for umpiring all the time. Um, it, he, he sort of, him and Brad Hill sort of reek of two people that are just little spoiled brats on the football field. Um, yeah, it just, it just does my head in, but man, it's like, have a feel for the game. Now, I know he won one free kick from a little bit of play acting, like that was back in the centre, but dead set, it's like, they're not paying anything. They're never going to pay one where you act like, yeah. you know, it just it just shits me. That's the only thing in his game where I'm like, man, you would be, like, in my opinion, like, in the top echelon of Dockers yeah. ever. And he Mate, he'd be in the top be echelon of history. AFL if he could sort that yeah, out. Yeah, but just that. Pretending for free kicks just—it's like man, it's, it's it's it kind of stops you from being a champion. That's why I don't like Joel Selwood. You know, like I'm like Joel Selwood to me is the champion because he plays for those free kicks and like he gets touched over the shoulder and he's like whoa. And same with Luke Shuey and stuff like that. I'm like you're not like absolute legends. Like they're good players, but they just playing for free kicks just you know just it's does my head in. It's a bit crap. Yeah. Um, I agree. Um. And then, yeah, Mundy was really good again. Mundy had 35 touches, so it was good. I thought Chera, when he went into midfield, was really good. Brayshaw was clean. Um, something I noticed, Brayshaw was cleaner this week. So I think Brayshaw and Chera will be a lot better um, at the end of the season. And I think people still rate them like they should be, um, you know, like playing like Fife and Mundy, when yeah. really, really they're just kids still. Yeah, they are, and like, you know, I, I think the big excitement of having a number two and a number five pick and like expecting them to come in and be great, but they're solid, they were good, you know, I, I thought they really stood up at different times, which was great, um, but look, I mean, the big thing that just just gets me sometimes is Bradshaw seems to be sloppy with the ball, and for a number two pick, like, you know, he seems like they're just the regular run-of-the-mill grunter. I, I hope he does get better and does get cleaner, but... You know, he just you're like, mate. We could have we could have picked anyone at two, and we went mate, we went we went with a classic Dockers grunter. Well, wasn't it okay? Was it in our thread or was it in rival Dockers thread on WhatsApp, where someone said that they caught up with the Eagles' brother, like Hamish Brayshaw, or they they knew him, or he was her talking. And apparently, Andrew Brayshaw has the best skills of any of the brothers. <laughs> it's just been like really sloppy since he got to to Frio. So whether that's that he's like still getting to grips with it, or whether that's because um, the Dockers just have that effect on people, uh, yeah. remains to be seen. Um, well, what about like holding the ball is the stupidest thing because everyone's talking about like what's holding the ball, and what's not. The AFL brought in however many rules this season if they paid holding the ball rather than giving the player 20 seconds to dispose of it and then calling play on anyway then the game would open up you watch how quickly the players start moving free kicks open up games watch how quickly the players start moving if there's a free kick they'll spread out you know they 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 go 
stop giving players so much time. It's like trial opportunity lasts for about 30 seconds these days. Um, it's ridiculous. And if the ball gets knocked out, pay holding the ball, or like unless it gets cleared or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, I think you, yeah, you could use holding the ball as a as a as a fix for congestion. You pull the trigger on holding the ball more. It's like, mate, you do take it, you get prior and you get tackled. Boom, hold the ball. Like, cause you remember, like they do it. If you watch it, if they do like two ball ups in a row, they'll always call a free kick pretty quickly after it. They'll be like, all right, ball up. I know, ball up again. And then they'll be like, ah, oh, like whoever's defending, they'll be like, oh, over the shoulder. Nah, someone was holding that guy. Yeah. Like, or they, they can pick free kicks out. Yeah. I, I mean, I did like what Ross Lyon said, where it's like, mate, you know, like we lost the grand final because the umpire called, didn't call, hit the post. Like the most obvious thing in the AFL, just about. Like, you know, you've got to get the, you've got to make it so that the, um, you know, yeah, the, the umpires so the don't make the decision. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. And it, like, well, that's the other thing. If if we kick a few more goals when we had golden opportunities, then we're not yeah. sooking about the bets thing, blah, blah, blah. I think I, I agree. I was just more talking about holding the ball in general. Yeah. Like they could use it as a tool rather than bringing in these extended goal squares oh, and, you know, yeah. six six sixes and, you know, you have to start in certain positions, whatever, zones. Um, Zone so, yeah. All right, um, mate. What, what do you reckon for? Do you want to do you want to talk about this weekend coming up? Like uh, who comes in? I wanted to sport? go through the purple purple rain quickly if I could. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. So you can, I had a few ideas while I was, I was listening to you. I think I was going for a run, or I was on the way home, or something like that. And um, a couple of things stuck. Firstly, you always sing Saturday night with Oz, and I feel like Oz was personally offended, as was I, that you didn't sing Saturday night with him this week. <laughs> We weren't talking about Saturday night, but we were talking about, like, Saturday during but the day, he, I'm pretty sure. But he started the, the ritual Saturday night, and he sung yeah. it himself, and I could I could hear the hurt in his voice, Oz. <laughs> when he did the do 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 I was like, yeah, you got it. Actually, I probably let him down there, mate, and that is on me. Oz, I feel your pain, and I stand with you. I'll do-do-do with you, Oz. Um, and the other yeah. thing is, um, oh, I've got a question about that later. I was thinking, so you know how we always talk about how Freo are the little brother um, of the Eagles. The <laughs> dog talks like the little brother of Purple Rain. So you guys have all the cool, the cool stuff and the money and the gear and and all the followers. <laughs> and we're hopeless and we always make mistakes and do stupid shit. But really, everyone hates you guys and everyone loves us. <laughs> Mate, well, if, if there isn't a more dockery docker than Monkey, I don't know, like, in the podcast game, mate, I don't yeah. know who it would be, where he's like, oh, put the song in now, I was like, alright. The, nah, the Nick Subin of podcasting, yeah. <laughs> um, Just tries really hard, man. He tries his hardest, and that's he all does. you can ask for. Um, it, exactly. Shout out to you, Snacks. Um, and you crossing over, you're like the Dan Metropolis or the Brendan Fuster, because you come and play a few games for us every now <laughs> oh, and then. Oh, the Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg, Greg Harding. Harding or, uh, there was a Haynes, David Haynes, I think, or David Hines. Oh, yeah, I think it was like, Haynes. I think start, it was Haynes. Haynes yeah. yeah, I think there's the, the four. Um, yeah, the four. Oh no, and Trent Carroll. And Carroll, yeah. That was um, it Nathan, Trent Carroll. Trent Carroll. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, remember. I think it was Trent. Nathan played for uh, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay, I've got a, a short quiz about the Purple Rain. Um, okay, mate. Oh, all right. Firstly, what's worse? A, the Dockers' skills, or B, your ability to pronounce players' names? 
Oh, that's a tough one. I do go all right with some names. Brewerly, obviously, <laughs> is a contentious boy. And I like, and just like... I've grown a view to it, I'm, Duck. I'm really, really bad with last names. Like, I'm a school teacher, man, and I just butcher them. I butcher first names as well. I'm like, Jazia? Uh, and they're like, it's Jez. I'm like, oh, sorry, mate. Like, where are you chucking in these R's and stuff? <laughs> I had a classic today, mate. I'll tell you this. So I'm like... All right, boys, uh, we're talking about sovereign debt. I'm like, you've got to do sovereign debt. I'm like, I'm going to have a – tell you what, boys, I reckon I can spell this right. Spelt it. I, I don't even want to say how I spelt it, mate. It was so embarrassing. Was it, it similar was, to uh, that time I ordered uh, Bilby's and they tried to spell Dustin? <laughs> very similar. And I'm like, I, I was 100% confident. And I was like, that's right, isn't it, boys? And they just looked at me and they're like, sir, you've got like, that is 100% wrong. The only, you've got the S and the O right. I think I did S-O-U-V and then E-I-G-N. Oh, and I, they're like, where's the R? I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. And then I... I'm like, oh, sorry. It's like my year 12 boys who I've taught a lot of for like three or four years, no more, and they're just like cacking themselves laughing. I was like, all right, boys, just settle down. I'm not good at everything. That's what Google's for. Yeah, I'm um, like, yeah. I'm like, boys, if I was good at spelling, I'd be just about perfect, I reckon. <laughs> all right, very good. Um, so probably your ability to pronounce names. Um, so <laughs> que- question yeah. number two, mate. Uh, when Oz says gamble responsibly, is it yeah. A because it's funny or B because he's scared he's going to get sued no I just I just reckon it's a gag because <laughs> at the end of every every, every um, gambling ad I know. gambling ad they say gamble responsibly like in like the most I reckon the funny thing about it is that he says it very quietly he's like gamble responsibly yeah he's like, like hey don't really he's like shh don't actually gamble responsibly <laughs> I was thinking for you guys what you should do as well because because of the roughies I was thinking while I was on the toilet today, or in the shower on the toilet, I can't remember, one of the two things where I think. Why I was not like, both, you guys, mate? Waffle stuff. It, it must have been in the shower, because on the toilet I'm like watching stuff on YouTube. Um, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, every week you should, um, Leonie, number one uh, ticket holder of both the Purple Rain and uh, yeah. and Dork Talk, shout out to you, Leonie. You should do the Leonie's Brandon lines. Fuster of listeners. Well, just go Leonie's lines and just get her to either take the Dockers uh, like with the handicap or the other team. So like this week it's Richmond, I think it's uh, Dockers minus four and a half or Richmond plus four and a half. So which side of the line is she betting on now? No doubt Leonie will probably bet the Dockers most weeks because she's a passionate Dockers fan. But I'd love to see the weeks where she doesn't take the Dockers. Dude, you know, me and Monkey are actually quite proud that we got Leonie into gambling, I reckon. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it only took two years and heaps of rugby clubs to get her in, but we got her. And we're getting some kickbacks from Sportsbet off her, like, $10, $20 little bets. Um, I imagine that's what she's betting. I hope she's not betting more than that. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Next question. couple more. What do you like better? Licking your lips or having a sniff? Oh, I like... Oh. See, I like the sniff because you can do the no sniff as well. Yeah. But licking the... 
licking the lips. That's actually from uh, that's from Roy and HG Day. Yeah. They do that, and that just makes me laugh every time. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I reckon the makes most sniff, people laugh. The, the sniff is probably a little bit more unique than the Purple Rain, and the fact that we do a bit of a and like the Dockers, they are u- universal sniffers, mate. You yeah. know, like they were always. Hey, we love sniff. getting a sniff. Love oh, getting we a, love sniff. a sniff. Mate, sniffs very exciting. Licking lips and... is more of like a during the week thing to do. But sniffs yeah. like and a game day thing. A classic no sniff, especially when like so we used to always say no sniff at the dingoes when we were like when I'd be coaching. I'd be like, boys, we've got yeah, to give this them is no one sniff. of my favourite stories. Someone someone would say always say no sniff and then someone else would be like, No sniff and it'd be like three <laughs> Like, and it'd just be funny. It just like gags, I eh? like. And you'd be up by ten dollars at like half time and like people would be yelling no sniff. It's like this team is terrible, like who who's how are they gonna beat us? Uh, so uh, good. Just always classic. Never no. give them a sniff, boys. I like it. They're both pretty good. Alright. Uh second last question. Um, which Oz sound effect do you like the best? So the first one is when he yells Gustavo Cuelo. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> B is when he sings Purple Rain, when you come back from a break, or C is when he goes, ah, yeah, at, the, at different times. <laughs> My favourite is the, is the peel talk. When he oh, talks when he whispers? And, yeah, yeah, so good. Stuff because it, to me, like, you don't understand, like, it's, it's very funny and it's very distracting because I don't know when to talk. And he's like saying this stuff. He's like, he's perth. And yeah. like, thrashed again. It, we suck. I it's always like, remember oh. he used to go like, Stranatica. <laughs> yeah. Doomen. <laughs> so good, yeah. Um, that's that's my fate. But like out of that. those three, I um I like the Gustavo. And like I felt like the way he said it when I was listening back this week, it sounded like a actual sound drop. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I it, it was I, that yeah. perfect. I was like He could have it on a chord and he's just hit and play and, and No, because he doesn't he definitely does it live, mate. That's uh Can you imagine his kids true. are just like oh dad's recording again, just keep hearing Gustavo Quello. <laughs> Um, all right, final question. Would you rather A, be a fence sitter or B, be a ball cupper? Oh. <laughs> For you, I Oz. Know, you'd, you'd, ha- you'd have to take the fence sitting versus ball cupping. I don't know. I don't mind being a ball cupper, mate. We're supporting the team. We're supporting the boys. But I, I just mate, cup a few balls. Topics, Didn't mate. hurt anybody. Mate, if you, I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna have any kind of uh, general argument, about, argument about anything, and I used to do debating at school, and you know, obviously we teach to write essays and things like that. You've got to be able to see both sides of a, of a, um, you know, of an argument, and that's the key to anything. That's why I'm, I have this internal struggle of Ross Lyon, the greatest coach of all time, and Ross Lyon, the worst coach of all time. Yeah, I, I know that's very both ends of the scale, and it's probably somewhere in between. But like, I just think yeah. sometimes I think life's very binary, where it probably isn't. It's not, you know, it's not zeros and yeah, ones. Yeah, not everyone's like, yes a ball or no. cupper or a fence sitter, I guess. Yeah, that's um, it. Like, I would say I'm probably a ball cupping fre- fence sitter, mate. That's yeah, probably what I mate, am, you're you cupping the, bo- the balls <laughs> of the fence that you're sitting on. Um, all right, sweet. Well, you were saying you want to talk about the game. Should we go into... We have a few people post questions, mainly the, our yeah. loyal, loyal listeners. I'll, um, I'll throw them at you and chat about them. Um, yeah. And... I think we only posted the same thing on both of our sites, but I think it's still good. No, maybe she made it special for us. Um, there was one thing, oh, quickly, just while we're talking about podcasts. Um, I listened to Duff and Quarters today. So besides Quarters doing like the the nose sniff, like he's getting yeah. a sniff every two seconds, 
Um, he just doesn't really un- like Duffield's quite profound with what he tries to say. Like he's, he's I reckon Duffield's one of the better um, journalists, uh, footy journalists at the moment, because um, he has quite a good understanding of both WA teams, but also everyone else. The quarters is just like this this bloke down the pub. He's just like, oh yeah, no, nah, like yeah, no, nah, I'll kick, I'll kick goals, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Duffield tries to like ask something, like he asked about the Bont, and he was like, so Bont and Pelly, in the coaches' votes, he was like, Norton got the boat most votes in the Dogs game because he kicked five goals and took all his marks. He's like, but I almost thought that Bont and Pelly could have got it because he was so good in the midfield, like he was supplying it. Of course, it's like, oh, no, 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 you, you kick five, you, you got to get it. And he's like, dude, you're not understanding what he's saying. You're just being a <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> and the same thing with yeah. t- with Tim Kelly. Um, Duffield was like, um, I thought Tim Kelly last year was probably overrated. Like, yeah, he was really good, but uh, calling someone elite at that level is a big call. Like, I think they just throw that elite word around, but he was sort of yeah. like, I don't know if he was elite, but he's been really good this year too. And, Quarters was like, oh yeah, like he he was really good last year, and uh, yeah, he's good this year. So I think I think that's what you mean, isn't it? And he's just like, you can just imagine Duffield just would be shaking his head, just oh, like, man. no, think, mate, think, that's not what I mean. The key thing is, uh, is Jackie, is that Duff is a writer for the West Australian, and Quarters is the, the Sunday Times. The Sunday Times. That's, that's the yeah. key thing. It's like, oh man, like it just it, but. I mean, the thing is, as well, they get that Bridget Lacey in, and she is the worst. Yeah, like, how, I mean, how do they have her in once and be like, okay, look, you're you, you're a great writer, and I actually do like reading Bridget Lacey's stuff, and I think she's a really great journalist. But man, she stinks on the radio. It's like just get get Travis King in. Mate, oh, Travis man. King does um, the Eagles podcast now, the damn traded dog. But mate, he came on our pod. And he's been on ABC Radio, and he's, yeah, he's worked King with Mark Duffield. Good so on your on just your get pod. him on. Also, yeah, I, know, I know that he's not a he's not a um, seven West media person, but it's like just get anyone else, man. Like just anyone. Well, the thing was when it was Quarters and Bridget Lacey, I was like, this is a horrible podcast. I didn't listen to it, mate. No, I listened to about you, you a minute, and I was like, you did not miss anything. Like there was no I, I analysis. I think Bridget I Lacey just isn't Duff. a good radio person, but she's got good insight. If that makes sense, like maybe she just doesn't yeah. come across well. But um. But yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that was not a good one. Um, all right, so that was just my little thing on that. Um, all right, so we had Rosie Carrington Jones. Um, we had the same number of inside fifties as the Crows. I think it was fifty apiece. Um, but our deliveries are still shocking. Uh, why do we have so much trouble kicking the ball to our forwards? I think you covered this. It's they don't actually lead at the ball carrier. They back lead. They do the duck in, in um, social the netball ball. back lead. Yeah. Yeah. The, the get it over the top. It's a lazy thing to do as well. Like, it, that's why I did it, because it's lazy. And, like, you yeah. want to be closer to goal, like... And also, Juddy, you could throw it when I'm on a, like, a five-foot-five girl. You yeah. can throw it in the air. All right, Tabner. All right, Tabner. All right, <laughs> yeah, Matt Tabner. Yeah, big tabs. Um, yeah, so, look, I mean, realistically, uh, the, the just the non-use of the leading towards the ball carriers just really um, irritates me. And I think it's just lazy forwards and guys that are, like... They push so far up the ground. They just, they cannot, um, they cannot get in their brain that if they just do a quick hook plead, like, I yeah. think they can't get past their defenders. And the defenders are, you know, in between them and the ball carry. But, look, I, Mate, I just the think amount there's, of good there's too many guys. Tick lead. The Eagles yeah. tick lead all the time. 
yeah. and that's how they're like how was he so free like man up it's like no 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 he was manned up he was just like the defender was running flat track to get back and then you tick lead on him because you know when you're going to make it man it's like running a wide receiver route yeah, you know when, route, you know when you're going to make the move so you're always going to be free yeah um yeah but like no, it's not as if they, they don't even do like a little shimmy thing like oh, i'm going and then like actually go like because there's nothing worse as a defender i know that idea of if like the ball, you got to look at the ball and the man. But if you're like, if you manage to get body contact on them, or how about something like this? Umpires aren't going to see this stuff. Cam McCarthy, rather than not getting a touch all day, which you've been doing, and and do nothing, run into someone. Just accidentally run into someone, but on purpose, mate. That used to be one of my classic moves. Just like run into people and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> and like create a bit of space for the other forwards, like Jesse Hogan. But I just, I, I think they're down on common hands. But mind you, they get it's bo- it's getting bombed in, so they're like, oh god, you know, like it's a it's a you know catch twenty two. It's an old chicken and egg situation where it's like, I all think, right, what, yeah. what's first? Is it the bombing in that creates those back leads, or is it the fact we don't lead to the ball carrier? Yeah. And when we do, it gets kicked over our head. Yeah. Like, even Monday was like, like why would you bust your gut and lead forward if it's going to get kicked over your head anyway? They're probably like, well, if I lead back. They can kick it over the defender's head. Well, what monkey you know what monkey mean, came uh, up with the idea that you should always have a leader coming behind the leader. <laughs> so there's a leader, oh, yeah. um, and then twenty meters behind is where the actual lead is. And so just you just train the mids to always kick to the front lead, and the back lead is actually the one that's on. Um, but I think we probably, as a mid group, haven't adapted to be like, okay, I'm going to expect this person to turn. I'll kick to them. Um, and as a forward group, we haven't adapted to going, hey, maybe I should turn and lead out the person because that's a way easier kick and a way easier mark. Um, yeah, it just, it just really it's is. Very frustrating, yeah. very frustrating. Oh, yeah. um, all right, Leone, what, what, what's the most ridiculous 50-minute penalty ever paid in football? Surely throwing glass. Uh, glass. <laughs> I think that's, <laughs> throwing glass. That's probably worth 50. <laughs> um, those umpires were never going to let us win. Um and she yeah. was two points away from her line bet. What's a good bet for the Tiger team? Mate, I got on the Dockers. Yeah, this is a little side side dog. I got on yeah. the Dockers at $2.05 after our game, and now they're $1.70. So two, oh, you're going to be a winner-winner. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Monkey it's has dockers. gone... Oh, yeah, sorry. You Harvey knocking ball again. out of hand and claiming to umpire he didn't give it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was pretty good. That was pretty sneaky. I think that was against the Eagles, but so yeah, pretty funny. And they may have won that game on the back of that. That's sick. I, I, I think that. the best, the, just the best, um, the best fifty meters we've ever got. If you recall back to the Melbourne uh, Dockers Melbourne final at home at Subiaco. Oh, bro, I remember uh, that one. Jeff Farmer took. This is an old Tambler trick. Take a mark on someone and then just hold the ball right in their face, and, then they, and they just it instinctively just slap it out. Mate, that used to be. We used to do that all the time in Tambler. Like you take a mark on something, you'd be like, yeah, like let them know about it, then hold the ball in their face, be like, yeah, and then they slap the ball out of your hands, and it's fifty meters straight away, and you're just like, you idiot, like it's even stupider. <laughs> salt in the wound. I like salt in the wound. Oh. Um, very good. So, Robert, Robert Forsyth, uh, what should the penalty be for our players to realise that poor discipline and lack of composure can cost us? Well, I think they know. I think, yeah, I think I, it's I spank just, them, I, man. Spank them. Yeah, I think as well, like, the more I, the more I reflect on it, the more I'm like, man, we make 
stupid mistakes every week, but when it's a tight game, they get amplified. Yeah. You know, they do. They, they get amplified. Yeah. Oh, I think I think just bend Brad Hill over and spank him a few times because he's being a naughty boy. You're an old-fashioned spanking. Yeah, a paddling. Um, <laughs> Duck thinks Ross the Boss is the worst coach but is afraid to say so as he's awaiting to sign up as a guest appearance on the pod. Oh, he's calling you out. Um, I love it. Yeah, probably. No, no, I, I honestly, I honestly, mate, you go back and listen to the brain. I've called out Ross like 20 times, mate. I've called him out for his well, tactics. The interesting stuff, thing like... was last year you changed and you were like, I actually think Ross Lyon might be all right. And Oz was like the most negative Nancy ever. It was the biggest flip. So oh, yeah, good. big time, big time, mate. But, like, I, I look at it now and, like, all right, we keep on talking about the stupid mistakes that cost us the game. Ross Lyon does not say, hey, Brad Hill, throw some grass and Darcy, Darcy Tucker put the ball on the ground. And you know what? Uh, what was his name? Collier and Hamling, you guys run into each other. Like, that's, like, two of our goals. And, like, hey, uh, oh, Fifey, when you're 50 metres out, don't have a shot, mate. That's that's an exact rule. But he, he does and he sets up so well for us to – have an actual chance to win yeah. and then it's like the idiots just fail to do it it's like oh my god you guys are so dumb well like, I think just... and then the other thing is it's like all those little things like Ross Lyon can't go to the top of the goal square and tell Tabner to chill out Ross Lyon can't um, you know stop guys from dropping chess marks and those sort of things like there is a number of things where it's like okay I think that's actually just the player being an idiot or that they're not maybe not being trained to be disciplined enough in the fundamentals just on the structure. But I still think yeah. I still think so much and this is beyond Ross Lyons, so much gets heaped on the coach. Like, how can you blame Bolton when they were forty points up against Hawks for the Carlton just going to sleep? Like it's like mate, obviously he coached them well enough to get them forty points up and then like what does he do? Like besides swing players or whatever, I think Cruiser going down was bad, but Everyone's like, oh, he's the worst coach. It's like, well, he was the best coach at halftime. How does that change in 30 minutes? Yeah. So I think so much gets heaped on the coach, and there's a lot of other factors, and the coach is important, but it's not the only thing. And I know this is a, a, I think this is a Bill Walsh or Belichick thing, where like, where you get drafted doesn't matter once you get drafted, you're in the team. But if you look at our team, man, that played on the weekend, we got Swisskowski, who was a late pick, Tabernar, he's a rookie listed player. Uh, Collier, we traded him for pretty much nothing. Uh, we've got Hughes Cons. rookie list, Nighouse rookie list. Uh, you got Walters pick fifty. Where was Luke uh, Ryan? You got Lane, Luke Ryan. Yeah, Luke Ryan. I'm getting to him. Luke Ryan like pick 30, 40, was it? 50, yeah. I think he was. I think it was like yeah, Langdon, Langdon pick fifty around there. Like it's not as if we've got like the cream of the crop. Our our, our highest pick is Brayshaw. So Brayshaw at two. Uh, Chair you know, at five. Chair at five. five then at you 20, got Hogan, at Hogan and Fife. Lob was like a pick 25 or something like that. Like Blakely McCarthy. was pick 19 as well, wasn't he? No, Blakely was pick like 35. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was a second rounder. So, like, you know, like they, these guys are, they're not the elite cream of the crop, you know. Like, he's not working with a bunch of legends that are really good, but I think he's. He's slowly getting back to that 2013 where you have five good players and then the rest are worker bees, man. Yeah. And like our good players are, <clears throat> hopefully we see Hogan develop into a really good player. We've got Pierce and Hamling down back, and we've got 
Fife in the middle with Brad Hill and yeah, Walters. And then, like, I think those, Mundy those sort guys of hovering all, around as the older player. Yeah, if, if Hogan can get back to a 50-goal-a-season player, then all of a sudden we've got elite players in most positions and we can, you know, we've got a chance, we've got a sniff, yeah. you know? I That's reckon we've got a lot of development to come out of a few kids, which is good. A lot of our players that are where we complain about are like 23, so it's much yeah. better than the players we were complaining about two years ago that were like 29 and 150 games into their career or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, oh, it's just, a better, better like, problem. No, there's no doubt we've got players that are just worker bees, you know, that really don't do much and don't have much impact on the game, but they do their job. Yeah. But and every, like every premiership team has them, so I don't, I'm don't. i not yeah. worried about them. It's Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can't have all midfielders, mate. You've got to have some back pockets back there. Um, final question was from Jack Carrington Jones. When are we going to tell um, our missus that we're doing a podcast? Uh, probably never. I'll wait till she finds out naturally, until till she gets onto the Dockers uh, yeah, I, podcast train. I told I told uh, Toz that I was doing a podcast tonight. She was like, "What? Another one?" And I keep keep telling them that we're like my mum. I told my family that, like, obviously, hopefully tomorrow, if they don't cancel on us, we're going to go down and meet meet up with the Dockers have a chat with their communications team and I, I've i told them and that people keep thinking that we're going to go down and podcast at the Dockers and interview all the Dockers. I'm like, no, no, we're just, we're having a meeting. We're not, there's no, you know, like there's no... Bro, are you podcasting on the on. Dockers? Get yeah, Mickey Barlow down yeah. there too. Yeah. <laughs> Get him with his like rattling can, tin cans and stuff like <laughs> in, that. In a cafe. Go to, the, <laughs> go to like the train tracks or something. So. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, very good. All right. So, um, definitely want to talk about the game. There's one more quiz I want to go through, a topical quiz, and then talk yeah. about roughies. Should we go roughies quickly? So, this week, um, round seven, I tipped the dogs at 3.15, which got up. Monkey got on the dockers at 3.05, which wasn't a bad bet, but they did not win. Yeah. Um, can you use surrogate pick for Monkey this week? Of course I can, mate. Um, uh, do you want to go first? Because I'm just yeah. bringing up the bets now. I'm going to get on... Gold Coast to beat the D's in the Gold Coast at two dollars ninety. I reckon that's unreal Ooh. value. I'm seeing three dollars here on uh, Bet East, so you might have uh, got some good value there. It's not bad. Look, I, I honestly, there's a couple that I've been looking at. Just having a look now, I think that obviously uh, looking at uh, Brisbane Lions at two thirty over yep. Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs played one good game, man. Like yeah. one good game in a month. And now and everyone will just cotton on to, to Norton again. Yeah. Start, start uh, holding him again. Send, send Hamling in. Yeah, the other one that I think is actually a bit of a sniff is Port Adelaide at 2.15 over Adelaide. For, because, the, for the reasons you said, the tough game for Adelaide, they'll come out oh, flat. Oh, tough game. Yeah. And like, they just got... Man, I, I, I honestly think that maybe potentially... You know, like you look at how Pierce played on um, Big Tex, who was useless, and you look at how Nyhouse played on um, Eddie Betts, and you think, well, I can't really see them kicking many goals. I didn't think Adelaide were outstanding at all. I thought they were quite lucky. They were sloppy skilled. Their forward line was pretty dysfunctional. You know, they had that big O'Brien bloke who would get towed up by Ryder um, yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, that, that's you know, his like, only that's good game for the year. Like, yeah, it's like it's a classic uh, one good game to a big guy like Reece Stanley or something oh, like yeah. that would always weigh like, man, this big guy's played his greatest game ever versus yeah. Dockers. It's like, oh, that's a very Dockery Dockery thing to do. Um, but, so who are you uh, going to go yeah. with Brisbane or I, with Port? I'm going to go, oh, I'd nearly multi those together. Ooh. Two. 
And you know what? I've got a $10 free bet sitting in my account right now, and I'm going to do this right now as we speak. I'm going to go Port Adelaide into Adelaide Crows. It's paying $4.95. I'll put my bonus bet on it, 10 bucks. bang that on there. I wonder if I can bet boost it as well. No, I can't do both, so we'll do the bonus bet instead. Mate, but, it's, uh, it's locked. Mate, uh, lock that in, Eddie, mate. Um, but uh, I, out of those two, I would go with Port Adelaide. Cool. All right, but I'll give you the multi-option too. If Port wins, oh, if they both win, if they both win, I'll, I'll give you a double. Um, very good. All right, so final quiz, and then we'll have a quick chat about this weekend. So we don't have the teams out yet, obviously, but um, topical thing: Alex Pierce plays his fiftieth game, so I've got a few questions about him. Starts off with oh. some stats, and then goes into some uh, other things. All right, uh, how many goals has Alex Pierce kicked in his career? Oh, I'm gonna say one. Three. Oh, <laughs> Remember he three. played forward a little bit before he broke oh, his yeah, leg? he did. He did, he did, didn't he? Um, and he was like, oh, he, he might be the answer in the forward line. And then he was like a horrible kick and still is. Um, how many behinds has he kicked? Oh, I only he's kicked none. I only he's kicked three straight. No, three, four. Classic oh. doctor. <laughs> um, Dang it. All right. This is a bit of a weird one. So you remember a couple of years ago we had three players called Pierce in the Dockers alone. Yep. How many players are called Pierce in the AFL at the moment? Oh, at the moment. As in Alex... surname. So Pierce yeah, Hanley yeah. doesn't count. <laughs> Alex Pierce. I feel like there's a Pierce. Oof. I'm going to say there's three still. There's two now. So oh. some dude at St Kilda, I think Nick Pierce or something, like you never heard yeah. of him basically. Mm. He's got maybe that's that, that's where he's gotten better. Like he absorbed the other Pierces and their positives, but not their negatives. Yeah, Clancy and uh, two more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the autopsy. It's like Trapper Keeper two thousand. <laughs> um, how how many clangers has he done in his career? Oh, how many clangers? Yeah. Oh, mate, it'd have to be like 60, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? It's only five, and only one this year. And five I'm, clangers. I'm wondering, like, is... You remember how he had that running shot on goal? Maybe it was against the Dogs, I don't remember, when he was, like, running into goal a couple of weeks ago. Um, and everyone's like, oh, God, Alex Pierce is going to have a shot on goal, and then he just shanked it across the face. Do you reckon that's his mm. clanger? I don't know. I don't even know what a clanger is. I don't is know. Now. The efficiency know thing is. is so hard to, to... Well, no, because this is the disposal efficiency thing, mate. You need, instead, they need to break it down even more. It needs to be efficient efficiency by hand and efficiency by foot. Yeah. Because I think you'd find that a lot of people go 100% by hand, and they'll go like oh, mate, 70%. Not, mate, have you ever so, watched yeah. any Dockers games? Yeah. Oh, well. It, but if you hand pass it into the back of someone, it's still effective. Yeah, it's I think if it goes in their general direction and doesn't get turned over, it's efficient. Oh, mate, if that's the case. No, honestly. Um, There's some guys. What's his nickname? Oh, Moose. Yeah, Moose. What a nickname, by the way. Yeah, All big right. Moose. He was asked, what does the coach often say? What do you think he said? What does Ross Lyon uh, often say? Ross Lyon, in his dry sense of humour, would probably be like, break a leg. Yeah. Uh, Are classic you... <laughs> Uh, that's pretty funny, actually. No, uh, what Alex Pierce reported was, don't touch Nathan. I assume they mean Nathan Fife, not Nathan Wilson. <laughs> don't touch him. Um, who's his least preferred teammate? Oh, to sit next to him or he just doesn't like him? Uh, on a travelling, uh, on a trip. Oh, so okay. I, I, I will remind like. you that this was probably done last year or the year before. <laughs> uh, that's I'm a guessing. clue. Uh, 
Daniel Pearson. No, so Shero. Also, oh, his, also his funniest teammate, apparently. Um, what's his guilty pleasure? Okay, I'll give you two options. Sleeping okay. in or washing his hair? Oh, it has to be sleeping in. Yeah, surely. it is. Uh, what's, his be- <laughs> what's his best trait? His rig or his salad? Oh, rig. No, nah, salad. Salad. <laughs> um, very good, Doc. So that's a little Alex Pierce 50 game quiz. All right, so what do you reckon about this week against Richmond? Oh, mate, I, I honestly, like, in terms of changes, I think that um, Cam McCarthy just has to go out, mate. I've just had a look at his stats over the last three weeks um, since he's been sick as well. What the hell's going on here? So last week he had seven touches. He's gone seven touches last week with one score involvement. Uh, the week before, 11 touches with three score involvements. And the week before that, he actually had 10 touches and kicked two goals and had a goal assist, which wasn't bad against the Eagles. Um, that's And in between that, he had the week off with the sickness. But I just think if you're going to bring... If you're going to bring um, Darcy in uh, to help out with the ruck load, you've got to keep Kermack. You've got to get Kermack out of the side. And I'd, I'd even go as far as saying, look, potentially drop Kermack and bring in uh, bring back in Schultz because Schultz kicked three goals two on the weekend. And, uh, you know, like, uh, it just hasn't delivered, unfortunately. Yeah, I think um, kick five goals in round one, that only lasts so long. Yeah, um, that's it. He, he really didn't offer us much on the weekend, which was really disappointing. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he, bring, he brings airsies, mate. If he's not kicking goals, he brings nothing. Yeah. And, like, you've just got to, you got to, like, Swisskowski, I wouldn't have dropped him because he had six tackles. Yeah, and, and look at his, his pressure, pressure axe on that. He had, like, yeah. 30 pr- pressure axe. So he was killing yeah. it around the game. He just didn't get much much of the ball. Um, yeah, no, I'd be happy with one or two changes, but, like Connor uh, Blakely think Blakely, coming in. Yeah, Blakely's yeah. got to come back in, mate. Blakely is just like, get him in, mate. He, he's too good. And, like, he's just, he, he honestly is, he's too good. You know, Swisskowski had 36 pressure acts. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah, disgustingly yeah. good. Um, you know, where... That's, that's going to be crucial against Richmond as well. So, Swisskowski, I think, has earned his... He's he's got a couple of bad games he can play. I don't think I think yeah. Ross Lyon would look at that and go, "You did exactly your role, mate. You didn't kick any goals, but neither did the bloody forward that we spent a million a year on." So, um, <laughs> don't worry um, about it. <laughs> um, perfect. Um, the other thing is, I reckon Ross Lyon. Hey, cat game. Oh, you can hear that cat. <laughs> yeah, just ran over to the boxes just Box. to tell him chill out. Um, so the other thing is, Ross Lyon came out of press today and was like. We are prepared for a Richmond ambush, and I think, I think maybe they're becoming self-aware. The Dockers about how, like, this is the sort of game they're like, oh, Richmond are going to come out soft, and, um, you know, they've come off a big loss, and we're coming off like a tough game, and we're home, and blah blah blah, and that's when Richmond beat us and knocked us off our perch in twenty fifteen. Um, so I think the good thing is we're hopefully ready for. Well, I don't know how we come out, regardless, but. Um, we're hopefully ready for a quick start by Richmond. Um, but I'm, I'm loving that we don't have to put up with, you know, the rewalts and the rancers and the um, cotchins and those sort of things because I think um, Richmond may have depth and they may get it done on emotion sometimes, but once you get those guys out of the team, they start becoming yeah, a bit you bet, you know, like the, the competition is too is actually quite even. And the thing that makes a difference is the injury list. That's that's it. That's it. That's why Richmond been so good over the last couple of years. Yeah, they have had. You know, they've been kissed on the dick the last few years. Yeah, and that's it. And if you look at them now, they go, 
Asprey Test, Cochin out, English out, Graham out, Grig out, uh, Markov Test, Moore out, Rance out, Revolt out, Rioli Test, Short out, and um, Blaston Test. I think Blaston might be cooked. Blaston, yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, that's, I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like, you get those guys out and you just, you're done. You, like, and looking at our injury list, we're actually looking very good at the moment. Yeah, you know? it's just got, those guys we've, we've forgotten about. Yeah, exactly. Ballantyne, four weeks. Benel, three weeks. Kirsten, uh, Stephen Hill, four weeks. Kirsten, four weeks. And uh, Sandlands and Sturt. I'm a bit concerned about Sturt, man. Like, two two concussions. Like, I, I honestly think that maybe they can spend a good five or six weeks of him just not playing Peel. But I think that's just, what they are doing. Like, yeah, he's just been get, in the gym or something. Yeah, get his head in a good apparently. spot. Like, just run around. Like, do a bit of running. You know, but, like, I... I, I I hope he's not still feeling the effects of the concussion, but uh, it'd be interesting to know. Maybe we can ask him tomorrow. Yeah, when you do your interview with him. Um, yeah. What's your prediction, <laughs> mate? I reckon I reckon we win this game, and I'm hoping we we win it well. But I'm never hopeful. I'm, I'm never um, confident of that as a Dockers yeah. fan. Yeah, man. Like I, I mean, I'm not going to the game because it's Mother's Day, so we uh, we made a universal decision of. Uh, you know, no, no, uh, no footy for anyone. We're all going to stay home and watch it at home. So, oh, you uh, watch it together. Actually, yeah, and uh, I think last two Mother's Days ago was actually when the Monday kicked the goal after the siren, mate. That was two Mother's Days in Richmond ago. against Richmond. A- against Richmond, um, mate. I was at that game. That was loose. Yeah, that was a very. Uh, I'm sure Lynn loved that, mate. Going to the Dockers for Mother's Day. She oh, mate, she was there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like at the G, like you and Rob Dog are like, all right, we're out. Yeah. Um, and me and Nelson did toss it up, but I think uh, Nelson got shut down pretty hard by his lovely wife, Anna, and uh, the mother of their uh, their two kids. And uh, I was like, you know what, man, like, I, I love going to the footy, but I do love my mum a bit more, and I can just watch it at home and just take it all in. And it's it's one game, you know, that I'm going to miss. Bit of commentary, so, mate. Yeah. Just make sure you and Frankie get the booze up. And yeah, oh, by no, that I mean both beers and boo. Oh no, nah. he he just like there will be a lot of effing idiots, and Nelson will be storming around. Like Nels is probably the the most passionate out of all of us when we're watching it, and like you know I get very aggressive towards like how stupid the players are, and Dad's like, oh, Dad will just pick on one player and be like, he sucks. I'm telling you, I'm telling. You. It's like you know when I said Dyson Heppel were terrible the other day on yeah. the chat. It's because Dad just kept pointing it out. And actually, Dyson Heppel made like 12 mistakes in a row. And I was like, man, the Frankie echo chamber has just got me. It's cool. <laughs> you know, like, because he, he hated Shepard for ages. He's like, that Shepard, he's just a useless marsh. He's useless, that Shepard. Like Brad Shepard from the Eagles. Yeah, and Shepard's like, one of the best Dad, players like, ever. He is so sick. And Dad's like, Ugh. he's like begrudgingly like, Shepard's actually pretty good, I guess. Yeah, I'll give him a 5 out of 10. (laughs) Yeah. Frankie. Oh, mate. Well, Doug, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. I'll I'll pop this out and um, we'll see how we go. Um, Thank you, Johnny. I'll share it with the Purple Rain crew. Hopefully they listen to it, mate. Mate, I don't uh, know if many of the Purple Rain and Dog Talk crossover, like we were saying before. Yeah, they're very, very very distinct crews. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. See ya.